1: Welcome again to the show. It's an honor to be here with you in your heart, in your life, and in your minds. I really want to unwind your minds so that you can really sink into your heart space and be living from that space and allowing the divine force that's within each of us to lead us and direct us. My intention each week is to always to share the message that you need to hear. And the message that we need to hear as a whole is not always the message we want to hear. Sometimes there's messages that will trigger us. Sometimes there's messages that will intrigue us and create curiosity. And then other times messages just won't resonate at all. And it's not about making the message resonate for you. It's about taking what does resonate and bringing that into Your life and into your world and seeing how you can integrate it. So today's message is the essential roles of the ego, your human self, and your divine self, and being able to identify the purpose and understand what each of their roles are and why we have these kind of different selves, as I call them. Now, The invitation for you is to be curious, be open, kind of put your mindset in a state of curiosity, because that will allow you to be curious without judgment. And then invite a a curiosity with a sprinkle of wonderment. I wonder what will resonate with me or I wonder what message there is today for me to hear. Some people, some of you are going to be so ready for this message, and it's going to bring a deep level of profound peace, and you're going to feel a sense of purpose that you've never felt before. For some of you, it's just going to be confirmation of something that you already know in in your heart, but that you've already kind of embraced or starting to embrace in your mind. And maybe I'll just give you a couple pieces of the puzzle that will just click it for you that will allow you to come full circle around this truth, or... It may be completely, wildly out of your scope of understanding. I'm going to encourage you to stay open and curious anyways. So everybody's at a different level and, and everybody's hearing and receiving messages constantly. And whether we take the message that's meant for us or we judge the, mention, the message that's not for us, that will determine what gifts we receive and what information we take in. When we can be in a place of curiosity and instead of judging something as wrong or too far-fetched or too woo-woo or whatever, if we can actually just be in a state of curiosity and go, I wonder what the message is for me, and we can take that message and then take it without judging the rest of it, then we're actually in alignment and we'll actually receive what we're meant to receive. So there's always something there for everyone in all of my messages and in everything you read and everything you see, everything we hear. I'm going to explain this as simply as I can. So you can embrace it as deeply as you can. And like I said, for some of you, this is going to be a stretch. And for some of you, it's just going to be a reminder and others. It's going to be like, "Yep, yeah, I'm there. I'm, I'm with you. And I resonate when we look at these these three selves. I'm going to kind of talk about the ego, I'm going to talk about the human self, and I'm going to talk about your divine self. And the reason I'm separating them is because we need to have an understanding at the level of the mind. And the mind works in duality. The mind works in, in the concept of separation. It likes to separate things out, analyze, and figure things out. So I'm working at the level of the mind to create an understanding to unwind the mind and drop into the heart space to tap into the knowing. So in the mind, we have all this knowledge. And this knowledge that we've accumulated over the years can get in the way of our knowing, which is in the heart. My message today is about unwinding the mind, opening the mind, trying on another perspective, and seeing where it lands. And for some of you, it might just land in the, the perfect place for you today. That's my intention, anyways, is to share the message that we all need to hear. When we look at the ego, let's begin with the ego, understanding the ego. There's a lot of different people teaching about the ego. So I'm just going to teach, I'm going to talk to you about the way I teach the ego. And this is all in my book, The Evolution of the Ego. And if you want to go deeper and understand it, then you can you can pick up that book. It's available in all the online bookstores, including Amazon. When we look at the ego, the ego serves a purpose in our lives. In, for our human self, it serves a purpose. It actually allows us to have this human experience and to dive deep into this human experience And be in this human experience and receive what we're meant to receive. Our ego is the greatest teacher, our master teacher of fear. And in the beginning, we have the ego to help us believe that we are a separate self from everybody else. We are this individual uh, animated in this world and playing whatever role we play a lot of times this is where we live life by default so we talk about life by divine that's the name of the radio show we can live from three different places life by default life by design or life by divine life by default is when we're living in the place of the ego and in that space we believe we're a separate body a separate self having a separate experience from everybody else and for most of the for most of our lives in that space of really buying into the ego, we believe that we are not connected in any way. So the ego's role in the beginning is really purposeful. It helps us have this individual human experience. Where it gets tricksy is when the ego kind of swings to the far end of the pendulum and takes us so far into fear that it really starts to control our lives and keep us from fulfilling the role that we're meant to play. It keeps us in our humanness. It keeps us stuck in our fear. It keeps us stuck in doubt, self-sabotage, all these kinds of things. So what happens is the ego plays a role until it doesn't. When we start to recognize that we need to start to unwind from the ego and let it go, the ego feels threatened its survival depends on us believing in it the ego and believing in fear the ego is the master teacher of fear it only knows fear and really what the ego really 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 wants us wants for us is to keep us safe and protected so it's like a helicopter parent It's like an overprotective, overcautious, always there behind your shoulder, telling you what to do or not to do, encouraging you or discouraging you, depending on the risk you're taking. So an overprotective helicopter parent that only knows fear and and just wants to keep you protected and safe. In other words, it wants wants to keep you not taking risk. It it wants to keep you from playing big, so you're going to play small. And it wants to keep you hidden and not standing out in the spotlight because that's too risky, that's too vulnerable. When the ego, when we start to unwind from the ego, when we start to recognize that I'm not just this individual separate from everybody else, we start to connect a little bit more to our human self, but recognizing that we're not limited by our human self. So there's two ways to be in our human self, to be animated by fear or to be animated by love. Another way of saying that is we can be in our human self dictated by the ego and fear, or we can be in our human self in alignment with love and the divine within us. So our humanness, is an essential part of our experience here. We have a very specific human role that we're meant to play that will contribute to our healing and the healing of the whole, all of humanity. When we look at being in alignment with the ego as our teacher, we are in alignment with fear and we're letting fear lead and animate our experience here as a human being. Now, Before you go into the mind likes to make things right and wrong, and it likes to judge things. So before you go there, I'm going to just preface that there is no right or wrong way to be in life. If someone's living life by default, it's not wrong. And if someone's living life by divine, it's not right. There's no right or wrong. It just is. Some people will be awake and some people won't, and that's totally okay. Some people are meant to actually stay asleep for their entire lifetime, their entire human experience. Because in their asleepness, in their life by default, they're actually waking others up. They're they're sparking a fire or igniting a passion or purpose in another person. So recognizing that you can't get it right and you can't get it wrong. And if you know someone that's living with their ego, meet them there. You don't have to judge them there. You can meet them in their humanness. You can meet them in the fear. But it doesn't mean that you have to meet them with fear. So how you come and meet them will determine their experience with you. Now, there's a lot here. I I could go on for for a long time around this topic. And so I'm gonna do give you as much of the Cole's notes as I can in the time we have together. And of course you can go back to any of the radio show episodes, the podcasts on any podcast platform and download the previous episodes and listen because there's a lot in those that's embedded this teaching is embedded in through all all the things that I do. If you want to really dive deep, you can come and join us for the Intuition Academy, which is actually the next enrollment is in September. And it's a 10 to 11 month program where we dive deep into this. And and what I do in that program is I meet you in your humanness, help you unwind your ego, show you how it's embedding fear, show you how it's actually wiggled its way into your life and disguising itself as love or spirituality even. We unwind the ego, unwind the mind, and then help you clear your channel so that you have direct access to the same source that I have access to. The same divine source that I channel, you can channel too. Sometimes we need kind of a bridge to help create a bridge between our human self and our divine self. And that's where we look at the ego as one aspect, our human self as another, and the divine self as the third, because. Our divine self is actually what's directing us, what's directing our human self, if we'd let it. So let me back up. The ego is constantly evolving. It's a, sh- a shift, a shape changer. It's a shift shaper. It, it just evolves and shifts and changes Based on your level of awareness, the more and more awareness you have of how the ego is embedding fear into your life and how it's actually controlling your thoughts and your beliefs and your doubts and your fears, the more you have awareness of that, the more the ego evolves. There's actually 10 stages of evolution I talk about in my book, but I also talk about the personas. I want to look at the ego personas for a moment because the ego will develop these individual personalities in our lives. And we believe that they're just part of our personality. We believe that they're part of our human self, but they're not. These ego-driven personalities or personas will keep us in fear and doubt and stress and anxiety, whatever it is that that persona happens to hold and teach you and trigger in you. So it's almost like if you have anxiety, one of your ego personas would hold your anxiety and feed your anxiety. So for example, you can have a persona called anxious Annie and anxious Annie can feed your anxiety. You can have one called stressful Sally. Now I'm just making these up. I have a whole bunch in the book. There's a whole bunch of them all described out, but it doesn't matter what you name them. It's a, it's a, it's about creating awareness and identifying them and then recognizing that this is not who you are. Your personality traits or your personality or your personas are not who you are. In your human self, you are susceptible to these ego personas. And when you have awareness of these ego personas, you can actually shift them and heal them and delete them and make a different choice, a conscious choice of how you wish to be in life, how you you wish to meet a situation that would normally cause anxiety. You get to choose. But if you're not aware that the ego has created an, a persona called Anxious Annie and you just respond or I should say react in with anxiety, then the ego has a hold of you there. Fear is actually animating you. Fear is animating your human self. When you identify your ego personas, and there's a whole bunch of them that you can have, um, Doubting Debbie, you can have Judge Judy. Judge Judy is the one that will show up the most for me in life. It has been the most dominant personality, my ego personality. And what I've noticed over the years is I'm actually really good at, at dissolving Judge Judy. It doesn't really come up very much, although with my family, with my kids and stuff, it has. So that's where my, my classroom has really been around unwinding from Judge Judy. And in this last year, I've done some really good unwinding, especially using the ego persona exercise along with the ego game of opposites. And I've talked about the ego game of opposites in many different episodes I've got the ego game of opposites masterclass on my website. You can go and you can take it. There's an option to take it for free. There's an option to opt in as a member a paid member and get it, get more of the, the downloads, but everybody can have access to it. If you go to my website, you'll see it right there on the front page with the heart. Yes. Gift set. It's all included and it's free now. When we use the ego game of opposites along with understanding your ego personas, we can really unwind those deeply embedded or hidden kind of viral programming in the back of the mind, in the subconscious mind. There's a lot happening back there. The ego works at the level of the subconscious mind and it works at the level of the conscious mind. It will have that, if you hear that negative self talk, that's your ego. And if you're hearing fearful thoughts in your mind, that's your ego. But there's a lot playing in the background as well. So the ego game of opposites brings what's in the background or what's hidden in the back of the mind's computer, exposes it, so you can quarantine and delete it and reprogram. The ego personas that you identify will help you shift them because the first step is always creating awareness. When we allow the ego kind of take over and we are really living from a place of fear, our body is in a constant state of stress and anxiety. And our adrenals are pumping cortisol and adrenaline. We have this stress response in the body and it's in this constant state of flight or fight or freeze. When we are operating from fear or we let fear fuel us, it can motivate us, absolutely, but it comes at a cost. It comes at a cost to our health, it comes at a cost to our our well-being, it comes at a cost to our relationships, because everything is filtered through our fear. Everything is filtered through our doubt and our past experiences. And it's hard to be fresh in the moment and clear in the moment when we're letting our past dictate how we're experiencing the present moment. So part of identifying your ego personas and identifying how the ego is embedded fear into your life is so that you can actually experience more peace and you can actually experience more presence in the present moment. You can be more deeply present to what is as life is unfolding before your eyes instead of in regret or fear or reaction based on what's happened in the past. So we can't change the past, but we can change how we feel about the past, but we can only do that in the present moment. The ego doesn't like the present moment because there's too much potential and we get to choose love in the present moment. So the ego likes to use the past and it likes to use the future to embed fear. So it'll have us regretting what happened in the past, feeling guilty, feeling shameful, blaming ourselves or blaming others for what happened in the past. We can be in a very, very victim mentality. If we are letting the ego use the past against us and it can use the future against us too, is like dreading what might or might not happen, afraid of what might or might not happen, anticipating the worst or being afraid of, of what someone's going to say or not say, or how we're going to handle something that's going to happen in the future. So, the ego uses the past and the future a lot to keep us from being fully present. When we look at the human self, our human self, and I I do it with a small S because it's our small self or our human self or our little self, little Sue, whatever you want to call it. When we are in our human self and we're animated by fear, we're very much reacting to life. And we can be living life by default, totally asleep. Or we can be living life by design and still be connected to our human self, recognizing that there's probably something a little bit bigger than us, and there's something outside of ourselves that's actually leading us to something. So we believe in something separate from ourselves, which is God or the universe or source, the divine, whatever you want to call it. When we believe we're, there's still a separation there. There's still an understanding of separation. and there's our human self, and then there's God. And in that life by design, we start to recognize that we actually have a little bit more control over our lives. And we're actually creating, co-creating our lives. We're actually making stuff happen based on our thoughts and beliefs about what's possible. So we have more of an influence in our lives. We don't feel so much like a victim here. We actually feel like more of the captain of the ship. We can actually have more purpose and feel like we're actually contributing some way to our lives. Life by design, when you're in your human self, you can shift out of the ego and more into a choice for love more and more, making conscious choices in every moment. Am I choosing fear? Am I choosing love? In this moment, what would love do? Those are some of the ways that you can start to shift out of fear and into love in that human self experience, in your humanness. Now, I'm not going to bring the divine in yet, but there is a way to bridge your human self to your divine self. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but I want to stay a little bit more on the human self and how the ego embeds and the ego influences it. Because I want you to really understand, because this is where most of the population is living right now. So 80 to 85% of the population is living life by default, tinkering with life by design. And then we probably have about 10%, maybe maybe 15% of people living life by design. And then there's probably only 1 to 5% that are living life by divine. More and more of us are being called to live life by divine. More and more light workers are waking up. People that didn't realize they were healers are waking up as healers. Some people that had different careers are suddenly in this new realm and new career or new calling or renewed calling toward being a light leader in the world. There's a lot, a lot of them waking up. Now, I woke up about 25 and 25 years ago, 1993 was kind of my wake up call. And I've been doing this work ever since. And I've been doing my best to wake up as many as we can along the way and helping people remove the way that fear is actually acting as a filter and creating doubt and uncertainty when it comes to their gifts or what they're meant to be doing in the world. So in our human self, it's very much influenced by the ego. And the reason that it is is because there's so much programming in our world that's based on fear. Our minds are programmed around fear. The foundation we're standing on as a humanity as a whole has been a foundation of fear. Now that foundation right now is crumbling beneath our feet and people are looking around to figure out why the, the ground is shaking beneath them. And it's actually the divine. It's God doing the shaking because it's like, okay, enough, enough of that. There's a new foundation coming in, but we need to crumble away the last one. We need to totally obliterate what we've all been standing on to create a new foundation. When we are so attached to fear, when we only know fear, when we allow fear to animate us and we become so invested in it, then without fear, we don't know who we are. So who are you without fear? I invite you to to reflect on that question. You might get an answer right now, or I I would invite you to take it into meditation or take it into a journaling experience and ask yourself, who am I without fear? Some of you will be able to answer that, but some of you won't. And that's totally okay. But ask the question anyways, because asking the question opens up the mind for another perspective. It opens up the mind for a new way of being in life, a new possibility of life without fear. What is life without fear? I remember some, I've had some really profound experiences because fear was very much something that controlled my life for a long time. And I've had moments where there was like a big kind of awakening around it and fear completely disappeared. And they were in situations where you would expect fear to be present. And one of those situations was, was when I went to my, the second time I went to Kenya, the first time I went to Kenya, I had fear, but I could process it. I would move it. I would shift it. And then I like, it would show up again. And then I process it. I move it and shift it. So the, I was, I was actually in Nairobi. So it was, it wasn't like I was on safari and it was, it was a, interesting experience. I was walking through the slums of Kibera in Nairobi. And I stayed in Nairobi and I was doing some some work there. So I was supporting an organization there. When we, the second time I went to Nairobi and I had the experience of being actually even on the plane going there, I felt that fear wasn't coming with me this time. I'm like, I didn't pack it. It's like, I didn't pack the fear and it's okay. It wasn't like, I was like, oh, I should go back and get my fear and pack it in my suitcase. It was like, it was weird. Cause I was at the airport and I'm like, I don't feel fear. And it was really weird because I kind of looked around almost looking for it because I was like, where is it? It's like, it's always there. It's always been there. It's always been lurking somewhere along the way, but it wasn't, it was totally disappeared. It was gone. And this is 2014 or 2015. I think I can't remember the year. In that, in that time, why the whole time I was in Kenya, it was about a 10 or 11 day trip, fear did not exist at all. And it was really interesting to have the contrast of my experience the first time with fear and my experience the second time without fear. It was very profound to have that, just that certainty. I just stood in such a solid place of love and I really set an intention that I was coming to be a beacon of love, a messenger of love, a messenger of God. And when I I was standing in that, there was just no room for fear. There was just no room. And the ego wasn't in the picture and fear wasn't in the picture. It was really quite profound. Everything had dissolved in the way of fear. I have had some really powerful experiences in in Kenya, when I was there, I, you know, walking by someone and they had a machete and was right in the Kabira slums. And someone had just told a story of how one of the security guards at this one school got, got um, beaten and and they robbed the, 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 the school the computers and stuff. And I was really calm walking by. I'm like, I just felt like I was walking with these guardian angels around me. And I was just held in this light. And another time we pulled up and some guards ran out with guns and they were pointing these rifles at our, at our faces in the windows of the car. And I just really calmly heard this voice wind down your window. And I wound down my window really calmly and they had the gun at my face. They looked at me and then they put it down. Wasn't, there was no fear at all. It was really wild for me. Now, when we are in our human self and human experience without fear. Initially, it might feel a little weird. It might feel a little odd. But I I encourage you, because it's a really neat experience, to embrace it as much as you can. You're going to look over your shoulder looking for fear. You're going to wonder where it is. But in those moments, when you have them, really celebrate the absence of fear. The delusion, the, the dissol- dissolution, like the dissolving of fear. Allow yourself to really celebrate that experience. Now, we're going to take a short break and I want to jump into how to be in your human self and em- embrace your humanness, basically, is how I word it. How to embrace your humanness and embody your divinity. How do we stay? and stand in that place of love and allow the divine to work through us without fear, without the ego? That's the big question. So we're going to do that right after the break. So stay tuned. and We'll share more about your human self and your divine self. We'll be right back.
0: heart led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique, unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to Source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy.
1: Welcome back. We have been talking today about the essential roles of your ego, your human self, and your divine self. How to identify each of those and how to embrace your humanness and embody your divinity all at the same time. Now, that requires an unwinding of the ego. That requires an undoing, unlearning, and reprogramming of your mind. And that's a lot of what we do in the Intuition Academy. That's a lot of what I teach in these episodes. So I want to encourage you to go back to the previous radio shows, listen to the previous episodes, download them from your favorite podcast platforms, subscribe so that you can actually be informed when the new ones are up. And of course, if you join me live each week, then you can also uh, have that experience of, of getting the information right away. But it's helpful to go back and listen again. A lot of times what you're going to hear today in this moment is going to be different than if you listen a week or two or a month or so from now, you're going to receive a different piece because you're going to be at a different level of consciousness. You're going to be at a different level of awareness and understanding, and there'll be another piece that will land and, and you can take it in as part of your puzzle to align with your intuitive heart. Now, when we look at our human self and our divine self, we create a bridge there. When we look at, there's two ways to see this. We can see ourselves as a separate individual and having this human experience. Or we can see ourselves as a spiritual being having a human experience. And I know I I really liked how Neil Donald Walsh explains it in his book, The Essential Path. He I interviewed him last week. If you missed that that episode, I would encourage you to go back and listen. It was quite quite a great conversation, a divine conversation. He explains that who we are, who we are is a spiritual being manifesting physically. And what we are is one essence manifesting individually. So in other words, we are both a spiritual being and one being. That's Neil Donald Walsh's words. The way I describe it is we all come from one source and we're all a unique expression of that one source. So in our divine self, our soul has an expression and it can express itself as a human self. So we have our source, which is the same as our divine self, And then we have our human self, which is an extension of that one source. So we are all an extension of one source. We're all extension of the divine God. In other words, if you are an extension of the divine, in truth, you are one with the divine. If you are an extension of God, in truth, you are one with God. Now, in our humanness, we experience separation we experience duality we experience contrast but our divine self experiences oneness there is no duality with our divine self there is just one one essence which is love divine love god source quantum field, whatever you want to call it. There's lots of different ways to call it. Now, the beautiful thing is the science is actually meeting this truth and, and being able to articulate and understand it on a level that we haven't been able to understand it before. So if you need an understanding, then there are ways that you can create that understanding based on science now. And that's, that's more that quantum science or epigenetics and having that understanding. I'm not going to go into all of that. I want to go into kind of the spiritual understanding, the knowing in your heart. So when we believe on a human level or in our human self that we are a separate individual, having this separate experience from everyone else, we will believe we are separate. We will have an experience of separation, of division. When we believe that we are an individual that comes from the same source. We are a unique expression of that one source that we all come from. It's in that place where we can recognize that everything we do or don't do influences the whole of humanity. So in some way, we are connected to each other beyond our human self. And it's at the divine self level that we're all connected. In that divine self experience, we can have that experience. We can actually have be in our humanness and have an experience of our divine self. People will do that with different meditations. People will have that in living oneness or an experience of living oneness. I've had several experiences of oneness where I've dropped in and I'm I'm I literally there's no separation between me and anything else that's around me i feel like i'm at one with everything and it's a really neat experience it's a profound experience that's really hard to articulate in words and if i try to actually articulate it it takes away from the experience so it's and, and those that have had oneness experiences it, it again they have the same kind of challenges trying to articulate the experience in words because it really is hard to find words words are limiting now, we can have these connections or these experiences or this bridge between our human self and our divine self. Meditation is one of those things. Authentic journaling where you actually you know, ask your soul, ask your spirit to communicate with you. You can have that connection there. There's different tools that, that, that I teach and that many other people use and teach that can help us bridge that connection between our human self and our divine self. The first thing we need to do in order to open that channel or allow that is to unwind the mind enough to try on the idea that I'm not just a human being. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. And in that spiritual being, I am the, a spiritual being that comes from the one source that all beings come from. That's that experience of oneness. And I know this is somewhat of a stretch for some people and for some of you this will be like yep i'm right there with you i got it i have i know what you're talking about and i'm 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 open i'm curious i want to deepen that experience and some of you have already landed here and you and you know the truth and you know the truth in in all of your being so we can know the truth in our divinity and we can and the invitation is to know the truth in our humanness that's the invitation is to know the truth within our humanness, in our human experience, can we know that we are one with all, everything, everywhere, all together, all at once? And absolutely we can. And in fact, I believe more and more people are having those experiences because the energy has shifted in our planet, because we're kind of like at that point where we're in this, this great awakening, a lot has changed. And what used to take you know, 10 healers, one healer can now do. And what used to take many sessions, one healer can do in one session or less. So there's a real shift that's happened and there's a real awakening that's happening. And more and more people are opening to the truth because they feel it in their heart. There's an opening and a rising in the heart. It's, there's a call to rise right now that has never been this strong. There's a call to awaken that has never been this strong. Yeah, strong is not even a word that I can use to to really capture it. It's like, it's a non-negotiable call. It's an essential call for all of us to answer. And we're going to answer it one way or another. We're going to answer it and say yes to it. And we're going to move through our resistance and move through our fear and find our way and navigate our way through it. Or we're going to be kicking and screaming and being dragged. And when we resist it, there's a lot more pain and suffering that goes along with that. When we say yes to it and we allow it and we move through the dense layers that we need to in order to really step into the expansion and, and the light that we are and the love that we are, we tend to have a different experience. The invitation for you is to identify where you are now and where you're willing to sit what you're willing to say yes to where you are now are you more in alignment with your ego are you caught up in your human self with your ego are you landing between your human self and your divine self and trying to find your way there identifying where you are in in these three experiences and then inviting that experience of living oneness. When we can clear the channel for you, which is clear. clearing the channel means unwinding from the ego, unwinding your mind from fear and doubt and confusion, creating a level of understanding at the mind so that the human mind can calm down and accept what is, when we create an uh, opportunity for reprogramming and clearing all of the limited programming, the limited beliefs and the thoughts that we've accumulated over the years, the habits and the behaviors that are all influenced by fear being filtered through our limited mind, when we can open up all of that and create a space or channel, then we can all have direct access to that one source. Now, I've been doing this work for for 25 years or more now, and my channel has become very clear, but it doesn't mean that my ego doesn't try and come in every once in a while, not as much as it used to. It's very rare now compared to before, but it still is there waiting, sitting there waiting to see if it can find an angle. And the one way that it often comes in for spiritual leaders is is as a spiritual ego disguises itself as love. That's one of the stages of evolution. The hijacking ego is another. It can hijack love. It can hijack your spirituality. It can hijack your best intentions. It can hijack leaders. We've seen that. I've seen that a lot. So how do we lead with love? How do we lead without fear? How do we be in the world? How do we become beacons? How do we become messengers? We need to clear that channel. We need to clear the channel and take a good, radical, honest look at how fear is embedded in our lives, how the ego is influencing all of our behaviors and decisions and our thoughts and beliefs. We need to look at our own judgments. We need to pay attention to the thoughts in our mind so that we can actually get into the deeper thoughts and the recesses of our mind in the back of the subconscious mind, the hidden thoughts, because those are doing just as much harm. Because everything we desire on a conscious level is being filtered through the subconscious mind. So in our humanness, everything is filtered through the subconscious mind. So, if in the subconscious mind you have a crazy ego dictionary definition of love, or a crazy ego dictionary definition of what it means to be in relationship with others, what it means to be worthy, deserving, loving, what it means for collaboration—all of these things can be uh, can have an opposite. Dictionary definition in the back of the mind that's where the ego game of opposite comes in and helps you identify what's really programmed in the back of the mind. And it will surprise you, it will actually blow your mind. Some of the stuff that's programmed in my subconscious or has been because it's no longer that has been programmed in my subconscious mind after 25 years of doing this work. It's only in this last year that I discovered the ego game of opposites. It has totally changed a lot of things. I've unwound many, 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 many cycles and, and patterns that were still kind of there, not really having a, as a stronghold as they used to, but still had an influence. It unravels them instantly. It's really wild. So I encourage you to check out the ego game of opposites. There's three different ways you can participate in it. And one is free. So it won't cost you anything other than time. And you know, a little bit of fear, it's going to cost you the fear if you're willing to give that up. Then, then fear is your currency to take the ego game of opposites right now. When you can clear that channel, you will have direct access to source, to your guide, your divine spirit, which is the same. It's God, source, the universe, And when we can use that direct direct access and get the messages, get the words, get the actions, get the decisions from that space. And the heart is our bridge to that. That's why I use the heart. The heart is a bridge to that knowing. The heart is that bridge to our, our internal GPS, leads us to that connection to our divine self. It leads us directly to God, to source, to spirit whatever you want to call it. You can call it popcorn if you want. It doesn't matter what word. It's the meaning you place behind the word. One source that we are all from. When you have direct access from that and you're operating from that guidance, you are in service to everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. When we let our heart lead, which is our bridge to our divine self, when we have that clear channel and direct access, everything that comes through us from the divine is for everyone, including you, because it's serving the whole, the whole of humanity. It's serving the whole earth, all of our planet, all of the animals, everything, everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. No one's excluded. No thing is excluded. Everything is included. So you becoming a clear channel is not just for you, it's for everyone. And in the beginning, it may, the ego would be like, no, that's selfish. I'm like, no, it's not selfish. It's actually one, it's self love. And two, it's actually one love. It's choosing love for all. Because you healing yourself, you awakening to the truth of who you are, is actually in service to everyone. So we need to look within. We need to be willing to look at how we need to change our thoughts, our beliefs, our behaviors, so that we can become more of a clear channel for love, so that we can embrace our humanness and embody our divinity instead of being human with a strong ego influence. And you can look around right now and you can see many examples of people that are in their humanness, animated by fear, animated by their ego, and their ego can get very big and inflated. And again, that role is not wrong because some people that are playing that role are actually awakening other people to step into their divine self to embrace their humus and embody their divinity so that they can be a beacon of love, so that they can be a voice of truth in the world, so that they can stand up, stand out, stand strong for someone who's not able to do that or be a voice for women or be a voice for men or be a voice for whatever it is that you feel passionate about and called to speak around. See, there's two voices. You can have ego speaking puffing up the peacock feathers, standing solid in a message of fear and separation and division. Or you can stand in love and be a force for change and a voice for unification, for oneness. Now, it looks messy. It looks ugly. It's bringing all of the darkness to the surface. It's challenging. And at the same time, it's necessary. The only way to heal all of this is to reveal all of it into the light. Bring it all into the light of awareness so that we can all see it and heal it. So those that are playing more of a role that is appears to be negative or fear-based or ego-based They're actually playing that role in a way that's actually waking up a lot of other people. That's the good news. How do we navigate that? That's part of what I teach here in the radio show every week. It's part of what I teach in my book, Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong, which is 30-day guide to navigate life when the shift hits the fan. It's a journey from judgment and fear into love and oneness. It takes you on a journey in 30 days. And it's in a language that everybody can understand and relate to. And then, of course, the evolution of the ego is another option to help you understand the role the ego currently plays in your life and the way that you can be living your life without the ego's influence. How do you get to a point where the ego dissolves so that you can really stand solidly in love and speak And share the message that people need to hear. Not always what they want to hear, but what they need to hear. And what we need to hear right now as a whole of humanity is more voices standing up and saying, no more. Enough is enough. This has got to change. And I will be the one to make change happen. And I will stand up and say yes to play my role, to be the one to impact change on a global scale. That's what we need more of you doing that. And if you need help doing that, I would love to help you. If you feel drawn to work with me, come find me. You know how to find me on my website, heartledliving.com. Join the Intuition Academy. Join my community. Keep listening to these radio show episodes. Just be willing to play your part. And if you need support, your heart will lead you to who and how and when they're meant to support you. And if that's me, Beautiful. That's somebody else. Beautiful. Just be open. Be curious. Be willing. World needs you right now. Needs as many of us to wake up to our fullest potential as possible so that we can have the greatest impact in the shortest amount of time. It's essential. It's necessary. It's timely. Let's do this. I appreciate you. I love you. I see you. I honor you. Until next week, namaste.
0: You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global Heartland Living community at HeartLedLiving.com that is heart